0: I've never met anyone who doesn't like a puffin. They're probably their most graceful when they're swimming, but then when they're walking, it's like, who made you? It's very awkward, but cute, awkward, cute. (laughs) I've been here for four summers and I feel a connection here in a big way. I love hearing the birds at all times of the day because it means that they're doing okay. They're all telling us things about the environment that we can't otherwise know. So I like the term sentinels of climate change they are showing us something's wrong. My name is Kay Garlicott and I'm the island supervisor of Eastern Egg Rock Island. It's a seven acre island in the Gulf of Maine, managed by the National Audubon Society Seabird Institute. The island hosts a team of researchers every summer. We really live in the ecosystem and work with the birds for conservation monitoring. 40 years ago, There weren't any puffins breeding on this island and there were maybe a handful of terns. Now we have over a thousand terns. It's a really good example of how human intervention can help wildlife and conservation science on an island like this can be a great tool for raising awareness about the issues that the birds are facing and that we all are facing so we have six different species of seabirds that breed here atlantic puffin black guillemot leeches storm petrel three species of terns including common terns roseate terns and arctic terns typically researchers come out here in the beginning of may and then we stay until about mid-august or early august it's definitely an uncomfortable lifestyle We sleep in tents all summer, we don't have running water, we don't have a shower, so it is physically inconvenient. Our neighbors, the birds, can be very annoying. They'll dive bomb us when we walk by, they'll poop on us and they seem to know exactly where to poop where it's the most annoying. But there is a beauty to it. Being surrounded by nature and wild animals is an immense privilege um, and not one that many people get to have anymore. It is a really spectacular thing to be able to stare into the eyes of a puffin. (laughs) At the beginning of the season, we're doing a lot of nest scouting, so we're trying to figure out where birds are nesting so that we can track and monitor them over the course of the season. Mid-season, we're just trying to get as many observations in as possible, and whether that's reciting for puffins, where we're reading their bands, and that tells us something about who's here, what the population looks like this year or feeding studies where we're looking at the fish they're bringing in that tells us something about the forage fish. Herring seems to be the preferred prey species. Of course, herring stocks are dwindling and we're not seeing it quite as much as we'd like to. This year, we're seeing a burst of rough scad. And usually when you see unusual fish, it means that they're having a hard time finding food data coming out do really show that we are seeing species move in that wouldn't necessarily have been there before that do prefer warmer waters like butterfish. The chicks especially when they're early in development just don't have the, the the gape to take down a large butterfish. They're bringing back these fish that the chicks can't eat. The chicks don't get fed so they're getting less food. That slows down their growth rate, sometimes it means that they die and it is something that's been happening a lot more frequently in the last couple years. There might be a bad food year every once in a while. There might be a bad rain event. They can't regulate their body temperature, so if they get wet, then that poses harm to them. Those are some of the things that we see that cause a lot of mortality. But climate change has exacerbated the effect of all of that, and it's very depressing. I think of climate change every day. In the trends of season by season, it's like screaming in your face. But I also don't believe that you can create a better future without envisioning it, and I really hope that what I'm doing is making a difference and that other people feel inspired to make a similar difference. They're charismatic birds and often people want to protect charismatic birds, but they bring the entire island along with them. It's intrinsically important as an ecosystem, I think, that this exists and is healthy.